right now we're uh, going to uh, welcome in George Smitherman to the program. He's the president of the uh, Cannabis Council of Canada to join us today. Uh, good afternoon, George. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me, Edmonton. Uh, thanks for, for coming on. I do appreciate it. Uh, I heard a term this week that I honestly have never heard before. Uh, I want you maybe to explain it a little bit to me. Uh, the term is cannabis tourism. Uh, what is cannabis tourism? Well, you know, cannabis tourism is the opportunity that communities have to attract the very many tourists who also are cannabis consumers, or in some cases to attract the cannabis curious. So obviously across our great nation, we have a law which allows access for adults to recreational cannabis. Not everywhere in the world offers that. And uh, accordingly, that gives us a leg up in creating welcoming conditions for people to come and tour and experience uh, cannabis uh, as an essential or contributing element to their overall visit. So, hey, imagine you get to pitch Jasper and Banff alongside uh, the opportunity to access recreational cannabis. That was a very appealing in its own right, but for the cannabis consumer out there globally, that could be a really, really important added attraction. So is it fair for me to say that it, it's kind of like the going to the wine country and going on a tour of a winery and having a tasting of it at a winery or, or heading to a, a craft beer tasting at a, at a brewery or at a, at a bar? Is it along those same lines? Well, we'd, we'd wish so. For sure, it's got lots of those opportunities. It'll be up to the jurisdictions like Alberta to decide what the local consumption models are. But Alberta already has created some flexibility at outdoor events and stuff like that for cannabis to be consumed, and that's part and parcel of the offering. It's a bit more restrictive for our cannabis growers to create environments where they can welcome uh, uh, people uh, to tour facilities, but many provinces have initiated what's described as farm gate models that we are familiar with sometimes from the craft brewery or from the winery model. So definitely these are examples of what, of what kind of potential we have out there. George Smitherman, the uh, President and CEO of the Cannabis Council of Canada, joining us here on 630 Chet Afternoons. So, uh, does this exist anywhere in Canada right now? I understand it's big business in the United States. Does anything like this exist anywhere in Canada? Oh, yeah, for sure. In a whole bunch of different ways, you can see cannabis-oriented tourism coming to life. There's even an organization out there that's Canadian-based that's operating globally called high B&B, which is obviously that accommodation platform, but oriented towards uh, venues where the cannabis uh, consumer is is in mind. And, you know, uh, you're, uh, one of your local members of Parliament, uh, Randy Boisineau, is the minister responsible for tourism. Definitely many people in the cannabis sector have been in speaking to him and promoting the opportunities for the government of Canada uh, to be more supportive of some of these various cannabis-related tourism initiatives. And, and the money in the States is, is huge. It's in the billions, right? 
Well, the thing about it is that in the United States, you've got this crazy patchwork of laws. I was recently in Florida as a consumer of cannabis. I cannot access cannabis in that marketplace. So uh, there are states, obviously, California, uh, Washington, Colorado, some of the best-known ones that have long since been able to offer cannabis-related tourism. Uh, So I think that's why you see this uh, uh, some of it being rather well developed in those U.S. Uh, in those U.S. states. Here's part of what we can remember, though: is Canada is a global leader in cannabis legalization. Plus, we're one of the best places to visit anyway for all the natural beauty and other things that we can offer. So it's just one more thing that we can offer in the competitive environment of trying to attract more and more and more visitors. Good business all around. Uh, is it, it? It seems like, uh, I mean, there's a cannabis store, it seems, on every street corner right now. Every strip mall seems to have one uh, wherever you live in Canada. Now, is this obviously a very competitive business. Is this a way to find other revenue streams for the cannabis industry? You know, I live in the province of Ontario where many people would say, as you just did, there's a store on every corner. But in in many places in Canada, in Ontario and B.C., there are actually municipalities that, that opted out of cannabis stores. We have millions of people in Ontario in cities like Mississauga, Newmarket, Markham, Richmond Hill, like well-known cities that don't actually have cannabis stores. So there's this weird irony that they're not very well distributed. But yes, I think that um, uh, there are uh, going to be growing opportunities around cannabis consumption. That also means that these stores over time should be able to transform to attract more consumers. But they had the window coverings that made them seem like some real nefarious act was going there. And good on Alberta because they've been a leader in the country promoting the safety of employees by allowing more visibility into those stores. Within those stores, there's quite an interesting array of products, but some consumers are a little bit intimidated to go in there. So I think that's all part and parcel of it. Also, being more being open and creating more uh, interesting and welcoming environments. Are there rules and regulations in place now for cannabis uh, tourism, and is it difficult to put them in place because every province has different rules? Well, every province can decide for themselves in some in in a lot of ways. That's the Canadian miracle. We've got one national law on legalization, but a lot of room for local adaptation because provinces run the retail and distribution environments. So, so. British Columbia, for instance, recently, like last week, put out a paper on what they've done, like a listening tour on ideas for cannabis consumption environments, where in the future we can imagine environments, for instance, where people could go and have meals with infused cannabis or where they could have environments where cannabis edibles and beverages products were perhaps served. So these are all part of the regulatory evolution that's likely to occur occur you asked about rules for it more likely is that there are rules in place you know in some sense that are a barrier uh that are a barrier to it 
But nevertheless, we're at a point in our industry uh, where the legislation is evolving. And like I said, primarily, a lot, any province that chooses to can create a very dynamic consumption experience that could lead the way in Canada. George Smitherman, the president and CEO of Cannabis Council of Canada, thanks for your time this afternoon. Oh, my great pleasure. Thanks for having me. Have a great day.